Another episode of But I Don't Know Though with your co-host here, Avery Mason, comedian, actor, uh, hot dog eater, pause. I like a good I like a hot dog with some like sauteed onions. Like some cheese. And I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Phil Hunt. Yeah. We in the here building. Doing this thing. You gotta be careful with that hot dog talk, man. It's almost Pride Month. You don't like a salty. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Just well, super uh, pause. I've been in Harlem too long. You can't talk that kind of talk in Harlem without getting caught up. So, uh, just full disclosure: we back here again with more cut water. And I, I'm, I, we were talking about it before we started recording. Film. I'm gonna hit these guys up to see if we can get like a sponsorship. You know I'm saying we could do that. They, they're a fairly new company. Um, it, it's I delicious. And in my finer liquor stores, yeah. you know, it's not bad. It's not bad. You can't get these anywhere that Dimitri is sold. So, like, they're not sponsoring us right now, but I'm just gonna talk about what we got here. So, Phil has the Long Island Iced Tea Cup Water, and he introduced it to me on the last episode. Has been mixing it with orange juice, which. You know, I wouldn't, and what is that, salsa water? Salsa, a little uh, bit of salsa. I would have never thought to do that. Keeping it somewhat healthy, you feel me? Uh, don't want to go in with the Sprite. I used to do a lot of Sprite, but that's a lot of sugar, you feel that me? That is a lot of sugar. So, yeah, I'm trying to cut back, trying not to right. get that, get the diabetes, you feel me? The sugars. The sugar, you don't, you don't want to get the sugar. I have to get that foot chopped off. Oh, man. It's not, it's not good. Nah. Oh, because you wanted a honey bun. Yeah, but this is uh this is good, and I have a letter, I have a form that I've written to try to hit him up. I mean, at least if we don't get no money, we can get some free crates of cut water. Well, that here. was the goal. Yeah, the goal is to get free shit always. You gonna make your girl very happy. Always. You come home and it's like crate. Of, what's that? Sponsorship. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, you know, I, I I know you're in a good place right now. Your your pace is one, but you're you're, you're kind of bittersweet. It's bittersweet. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I am from Indiana, folks, and uh, yeah, I'm a Pacers fan. That's the NBA team where I grew up at, and uh, it's just been a lot of pain and hurt over the years. And it's playoff time, and we got to play our way into the tournament, which is ridiculous because, as LeBron said earlier. Uh, the regular season is the play-in tournament, duh. So this just comes off like some sort of, sort of extra credit. And I'm predicting the inevitable. We played great last night, despite losing our top score, a 20-point score, to the COVID protocols. That it's just like, what? We're missing playoff games for COVID protocols now? And then, you know, our top shot blocker led the league in block shots this mm-hmm. year, Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. Hasn't played in 20 games. And then Brogdon was a game-time decision, so I'm going... And even Sabonis missed, I think, three games before the last game. So it's just like, what? Why is I, I everybody honest, hurt? Let me just put it out there, full disclosure. Um, I did not think that the Pacers were going to beat the Hornets. I thought... Um, what's this dude? Um, Miles... Uh, Mellow Ball. Mellow Ball. And what's his name? Miles... Well, that's what's frustrating, right? So I thought they were going to kill it. Young excuse team. the uh, NBA rant here, but Lamelo Ball, right? And I love Lamelo as a player. Okay. I think he's going to be a good leader. Who knows what the ceiling is? Nice head of hair. I mean, I wasn't going to get into compliment players' hair. You and uh, I'll leave that to you and Kwame Brown. Anyway, <laughs> so Ooh, we got to talk about that. Lamelo Ball. Got to talk about that. Go ahead. His brother, for those of you who don't watch basketball, his brother is also in the NBA, um, Lonzo Ball. Then there's the father, LeVar Ball, that had all this controversy last year. And for what it's worth, on my Pacers, there are two players that are brothers. And the third brother plays for Milwaukee, and it is an all-star. Can you just let them know who the, the brothers are? Just uh, Justin Holiday and Aaron Holiday oh, are brothers. So the LeVar Ball thing was, oh, every time somebody would say something, people would go, oh, well, they just don't like black fathers. 
And it's like, no, this nigga's loud, rude, and obnoxious. He talks more than his kids do. Mm-hmm. He acts like he got drafted instead of his kids. And I mean, I'm not saying don't be happy for your sons, but by all means, let them do their own interviews. Why the fuck are you talking more than this? Wasn't Lavar saying something about he was he could beat Jordan? One on one. Yeah, after yeah. and he played professional football. The father. <laughs> he didn't play no. And I mean, by played it, I mean you know he was out there. Yeah. He wasn't great. He wasn't even considered good. Just he played it. He, ex- he got a paycheck. He got a like paycheck. you get a paycheck at your job. He was existing. He wasn't a manager or the he wasn't Hall of manager. Fame. None of that stuff. And then just was like, well, I play football, but I could, I'm sure I could beat Jordan. And everyone's like, what? Yeah, it was random. And anyway, it was random. So long story short, yeah, the Holiday Brothers. There's three of them in the NBA, and it's like, Holiday. don't say that we don't like black fathers. We don't like loud, obnoxious niggas, and that's just you know you shouldn't. It felt like he was living vicariously yeah, through his son. I felt like he was bragging a lot, which I was like, you know, you, one thing probably your kids, but at some point you're like, man, how come you doing more talking than them? They're the ones actually. Yeah, let the your game. kid do an interview. I, I felt the same way when uh, when Monique was on Breakfast Club and her husband, that's also her <laughs> I manager, that. I kept that. talking, and it's like nobody hit. What comedian's manager shows up at the Breakfast Club with them well, and talks more than the comedian? I, well, I have an opinion. I don't think husbands should be managing wives and vice versa. Like if you. Got a career Like unless you're a kid I think that you need to have Independent Let me say this I don't, I don't think a husband should I'm gonna be. say this For Mary J. Blige And I'm gonna say this For Wendy Williams Who's Exactly Both husbands exactly. Manage them By all means Black women If you want to build A successful career And then let some Know nothing ass nigga Ruin it all Go right on ahead Cause that works out In my favor well, we're not saying it like to have family doing stuff you doesn't work. Cause look, Ray J. It's a conflict. His mama, issues, bro. Brand, look, listen. Go back to Brandy Norwood. I said her last name, nigga. I'm serious. <laughs> Had to fire her mother. Was her manager. Yeah. Usher's mother was his manager. Had, Had to, to fire, fire her. Him. Yeah. To fire. Uh, Beyonce's dad, Matthew knows, was her fire manager. Her, to fire her also. Yeah. You get to a point where it's like it's a conflict of interest. Of course. Monique's husband has to tell her that she's right, or he loses not only a job but a wife mm-hmm. he and get, a place to stay. He won't get none when they go into bed. And it's like, let's let's be honest here. You're not fooling anybody. You know, Wendy Williams. Y'all can look up. Just hit your Google yep. and, and see her struggles with her husband. Where it's like, her let's be real. You're not a manager. The, the only person you manage is her. Her husband got another woman pregnant and was taking care of the baby and all this other stuff while still married. Shouts out to him. I'm not judging him as a man. Amazing. Because as a man, I'm flawed as fuck. I'd probably do the same thing. Man, you ain't shit, Phil. I know that, and that's why I'm saying we're not gonna sit here and Derek Jackson mouth. But I ain't hold on. I ain't shit either. I don't want to say that. (laughs) All we saying is clearly there's a pattern here. Big pattern. And if you too dumb to see the pattern, then that's on you. Like I said, it's it's a um, red flag anytime the manager only manages you. <laughs> and let's be real, as people in entertainment, you can get to a point where your career manages it itself. Your yeah. name is the manager. Yeah, so pretty much uh, uh, this is Phil's line, long story short. We're basically saying that the Hornets don't have a chance against the Wizards. Let's get back. And I don't like false narratives. If you're going to sell it, it wasn't because we didn't like LeVar Ball because he was a black father. We didn't like the nigga because he was loud and obnoxious. And yeah, nobody likes like He didn't play no basketball. And was taking some sort of credit for like his sons. Mm-hmm. And let's be real, this shit is genetics. Well, he got to take the credit for the other son too. The one that was uh, played for was well, UCLA, see, went to China and stole a pair of sunglasses. That take was, credit for that so too. So that was the thing with that. And I mean, he barely made it onto a team this year and then got cut onto the Pistons, right? He got cut. He got but, cut. But here was the thing mm-hmm. you're at UCLA where his older son, Lonzo, played and was the point guard. All you have to do then is. When he got suspended, mm-hmm. all he had to do was let him take the suspension with the rest of the kids, and then he got could have came back and played Definitely. a whole year. Mm-hmm. This fool takes him off the team, yeah, <laughs> sends him to China, and it's just like, okay, but now we don't know what he is. 
And you know, the funny thing about all of this is the Holiday Brothers actually went to UCLF too. And here's the thing about people giving LeVar Ball so much credit. It's all genetics, right? Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, who's Del Curry's son. Steph Curry's brother is in the NBA, Seth Curry. Because I'm six foot and I have, and all you have to do now is develop the skill and you have a shot. That's not to say that Michael Jordan's sons don't exist, but Michael Jordan's sons only didn't make the NBA. That don't mean they weren't good players. Marcus Jordan had a really good career at, uh, what was that, Illinois? Yeah, compared yeah. to me and you, they yeah, kick yeah, our great, ass. Great career, So but... I feel like the ceiling, and even to a certain extent, it's like now we're watching uh, all these NBA players' sons. Scottie Pippen Jr. is a top recruit. Kenya Martin's son. There's a lot of them. The Harvey Grant, Horace Grant's son. Horace Grant, yeah. Is both in the NBA, and it's like, you know, LeVar, uh, this looks like it's genetics. Yeah, I just, I just, I just didn't like how he would just be like bragging. I my son's gonna yeah. all play for the Knicks, and we're not. I'm like, bro, no, just, which, just sit which back. Which makes it feel like opposite, right? Too, like that works opposite too. So, I'm gonna try that. My, yeah, I'm gonna try that my tie. So if you're good at sports, or if you're bad at sports, you know how it's like sometimes people would tease you as a kid. Like, why can't you catch? It's mm. like, because my father can't catch. Right. It's not really. <laughs> well, you no. got to work at it. Anything that you want to get better, you got to work at Because I remember True. I could have I dunked for a long time. Then I managed to do it like two times, three times in front of the right people. Mm. Everyone was like, oh, yo, Kev can dunk. And then I couldn't do it again. <laughs> That's even, hilarious. Even in, even in college, I couldn't couldn't dunk and people are like how is it possible that you're 6'4 and you can't dunk I'm like oh, it is wow. it's not easy it's not that easy like it, it you know there's a lot of weight there's a lot of physics that go into it mm-hmm. wasn't good at physics so what do you think was going to happen did you play in college I did play um I was not a scholarship athlete um I think the highlight of my career is um, I was modeling the team jersey. <laughs> Hilarious! They got a picture of me sitting because they're trying to sell. They try to sell the gear to the alumni, so I got a yeah. picture of me sitting on the bench, just kind of like wearing the the warm ups. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if they sold any, but um, he. Uh, so your story then is opposite of mine. I was pretty good. I love to play. I still play for recreation now, and. When I was in, was it 10th grade or 11th? I don't know. 10th grade, I'll say, I uh, tried out for the team. And, I mean, I played pretty good in the tryouts. But what was funny was all the um, people that were already on the team just sat up in the rafters watching us try to make it. And they were all the, like, above six foot people. Sitting up there like Cyber Cow judging you. Yeah. Don't quit your day job. Like, I remember this guy, Andrew. Honest. Shouts out to Big Drew. In case he's listening, I don't want to have to fight that nigga anyway. He was kind of special. Like, he was in special classes. Okay. But he wasn't playing basketball, but he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And I remember the um, high school coach seeing him in the lunchroom and be like, Hey, hey, what's your name? Hilarious. And, like, recruiting him. And then the next thing you knew, he was just on the team in full uniform. Like, don't worry about your grades. We'll figure that out later. Mm-mm-mm. But I said all that to say I remember... Not seeing my name on the list and being sad, and then the coach telling me like, "Yeah, I, yeah, I, man, I, yeah, man, you're just too, you're too slow to be as short as you are. Like you're a good what? passer, you're a good shooter, but uh, yeah, we just we need someone bigger to do that. But what I'm trying to say is, it's genetics. Yeah. So all this Levar Ball credit for what? Because I, I look at you, Phil. I feel like you're IT. You know, if you were to play ball, you'd be like Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, he's... either one. You know what I'm saying? Undersized, but could ball. Isaiah Thomas. I'm glad he's back in the league because he deserves to be playing. Like yeah, man, I also think pick. Nate Robinson deserves to be playing too. He's not in the league either. But those guys, they practice hard, they work hard, and and there's no reason why. Either one of them shouldn't be in the league but right now. But let's not give too much congratulations to any parent whose son makes it there because it's like, well, yeah, you're a professional athlete and so are your sons. Mm. It's genetics, yeah. Drew Holiday's father has three, not two, three. All three of them boys. And when we don't know his name. Because he's not living vicariously through his son. Right, he's letting his sons be great. He lets them do the interviews. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I, you don't have as much faith. I feel like the Hornets, not the Hornets, the Pacers could muscle past the Wizards because I don't feel like their team. And listen, if you don't watch the NBA, hey, sorry. sorry. But, we, but we gave them some real life shit to we did. go with this. There's, we did. We there's did, Wendy but, Williams and then there's Mary J. Blige. Shouts out to our hero, Kendu Isaacs. Yeah. All, all us scumbag men in the world, we, we're going to build a statue and hold meetings and let him who's, and, who's him and Eric Benet are the two heroes because they managed to, to get alimony from women. I think if we had a well, who would be the scumbag statue? I feel like he no. You know who'd be the scumbag statue? Uh, Benzino. Benzino would be the scumbag statue. Or, 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 or Joe Budden. Joe Budden could be the scumbag. I wouldn't statue. let either. Of them. Look, neither of them have managed to get alimony from a woman. You manage alimony from a high-powered woman. Yeah. And I think Ken do beat the prenup. I don't know how we did that because that just thing salutes was... to you, Mister Kendu Isis. We we just did a toast. Yeah, uh, yeah, come to, on. To you, get to the you know. We, let's not even call it scumbag. Let's call that equality. That's equality. <laughs> when a man can get alimony from a rich woman after uh, doing absolutely boy. nothing. Did you see this past summer, Doctor Dre? Oh my God! Doctor yeah. Dre was in the hospital, had an aneurysm had on Monday, aneurysm. yeah, as he was going through a divorce, and on Thursday, before the sunset on, on Thursday, Thursday, mm-hmm. before he was even out the hospital, yep. went ahead and signed for alimony to his ex. And his wife got everything she was asking for, and everyone was like, "What?" Because he realized my health ain't worth this shit. Let her have half this shit, even though I was Doctor Dre before I met her. Well, yeah, no, I had some. I felt like maybe she might have done something. And let's be clear. They're not living together. Let's be clear. If she helps you build it, she deserves some of it, right? Meaning if she was with your broke ass before. So, Michael Jordan, she deserved half. Juanita Juanita deserved all of that. And, I don't know, Magic's still with Cookie, right? Yeah, they they still together. They, They bound by. That disease, <laughs> we'll say, <laughs> they're bound by that other virus that we was afraid of before. Keeper, before this virus happened. Keeper, is it cheaper to keeper? No, I just meant nobody else is gonna want it. Like you know, that's funny that there's no, there's all these things, these all these rhymes for husbands, right? And you're a husband. Yes, it's cheaper to keeper. Happy, happy wife, happy, happy life. life. There's no opposites. No, women are just like look. <laughs> Well, actually, no, no, wait, there's one, this one, it, it, well, it doesn't rhyme, it's more like the way to a man's heart is his stomach, that's it, that's the only one I can think of, but it's funny, because my wife don't cook, well, so, well, that doesn't we, rhyme, she, she could Uber real good, that's why I said it don't rhyme, but, that's not any fun, I like to eat, that's just true, yeah, well, we need, we need a rhyme, where's our rhyme, where's, a lot you know? of these women got stomachs too, and kids, <laughs> so where, where's so, our rhyme, they like oh. to eat too. Exactly. Where's our? Where's, where's our? I'm you know, always find funny that. about them being offended by, you know, they try to say like, asking a woman can she cook, is an inappropriate dating conversation. But then it's like, but you have to eat too. You have to feed yourself. Yeah. So how are you offended by that? And then they'll they always hit you with this. Oh, well, can I cook? Well, can you build a house? You go, ma'am, building a house takes permits. Yeah, lumber. Electrical. Construction. You have to have permits concrete. and certifications for that. You don't have to have any certifications to make a meal. Yeah, you just need to open a box and boil some water. What is wrong with you? I see that. You're 30 years old, ma'am. You've never cooked your Offended by that? In, in my relationship, I'm the one who's a chef. Like I bought Tasty has this uh, recipe book out um, about a it's like adulting or something. It's, mm. By the way, if you need a book, a cookbook that's easy to understand and use, go get that cookbook. Mm. I cooked a lot of stuff on that for her, and, and I followed the directions, and she loved it. Mm. But I like doing stuff like that. I like you know chefing it up and following directions and making stuff but um do you they say black people don't measure they season it do you measure uh i season it um because i've been doing it long enough to where like i can eyeball how much a teaspoon <laughs> is or 
I'm only laughing because eyeball is always what the uh, yeah, you just kind the of rappers be- try to use for drug dealing. Uh, yeah. I can eyeball an ounce. Like- now, when you well, you've been doing it long enough, you really can because like. You know, when sometimes with the directions, they kind of make things, I don't want to say the white way, but they make things in a way where, all right, well, put two teaspoons and it tastes bland. You kind of got to, like, put just a little bit extra of what they're asking just to make sure it's got a little flavor. And that's what I do. I'll put a teaspoon and I'll just take a pinch and be like, eh. I got about three go-to recipes that I can make. All right, what you cook? Which my favorite food probably is meatloaf, man. But I, I, I like I have so much respect for meatloaf as an art I that I have never even attempted it. I love meatloaf. It's underrated. It meatloaf. is, man. And my wife hates meatloaf only because of the name. That's mm. a really bad name, like pistachio. That's a horrible name for an ice cream. That's not. That doesn't yeah, sound appetizing. Yeah, some shit don't sound flavorful. But she don't like meatloaf. Why? I don't like the name. I, meatloaf with some ketchup on it, some onions, right? You just cut it, you put on Not some bread. Not even ketchup. You get t- tomato paste, oh, or yeah. or you really spice it up and get like a little bit of sweet and tangy type barbecue sauce. Oh my yeah. mother, oh. my mother used to make the firest meatloaf. Hers oh. still the best, and maybe it's because it's the first one I had. Still, Me- meatloaf with some mashed potatoes. Yeah, I go home, I be like, you already know what it is, mom. Like. Don't play. Don't play games. I'm I need that TV. at some point. It can be the first day. It can be the third day. When you were a kid, did you ever go and stand by the kitchen while your mom was cooking to see what was taking so long? Oh, man. You used to be like, yo. Which time just passed so slow when you're a kid, but it's because you don't have anything to do. You yeah. don't have any goals. Like, yo, what is taking so long? You don't so have long? anything you're working on. Dinner is like all that's on your mind. You got to eat. It's eating. So, yeah. I remember I would just get up and go stand there. My mom always knew she'd be like, uh, yeah, it's coming, son. Don't worry. So for the women that are listening, mm. equality. If so if a man asks you, can you cook? Equality is asking him the same fucking question back. It's not I, Oh, can you build a house? Yeah, right. Do you have a city permit, ma'am? It kind of sounds defensive. Like imagine you're on a date. Can you cook? Can you cook? Yeah, I, I can cook. <laughs> right. Now, I mean, there are better questions that well, I guess guys could ask. It's like first date questions. But like, I think it's an interesting question. I like that. It, it, I don't know. Can well, it's kind of like asking someone, well, what's your favorite type of music? It's kind of like we're getting to know each other, you know? Like, yeah. hey, what, what's your favorite color? Really? But see, that's what I find so annoying. Oh, and I mean, Kevin's, Avery here, if you're listening, he's married. So maybe he's a little beyond some of this, but I'm still kind of in the thick of it. So it's all right there at the tip of my tongue. Wait. Like, yo, some of this stuff is just like, like you said, getting to know to where, oh, there's a website that flips it. Oh, it's Bumble. Oof. So Bumble is like Tinder, but women have to say something back. And you see, sometimes they'll screenshot a dude and be like, y'all really need to come up with some better shit to ask us. And it's like, it's the first message. Like, do you know the courage that it takes no, to no. send that first message or to, they, or to, or to, um, they want you to write the Declaration of Independence. They want to be impressed. They want a Magna yeah. Carta. They, you know, they, at they, some point I had my, uh, credit score as my profile picture on Tinder. <laughs> Cause I felt like with women, let's just get right to the point. Well, what's the credit score? You put it out. Well, it was a 720 back then, right. but the pandemic has sent that shit the other way. You could probably flip those numbers around at this point. Zero twenty. <laughs> sounds like my, I ex- haven't checked it since the pandemic. That, that sounds like, like it's going down and we just going, whatever. That sounds like my SAT score. Score. I got a 720. <laughs> you know, you only test. need you only need two, what is it, 270 to be the president? 270 really? votes. Yeah, 270 wow. votes. Wow. That's all Joe Biden got. So fuck it. If Joe Biden can have a 270, then I can have one. Yeah, this is a very interesting week. Uh, I also want to before we get one uh, just happened today. Um, all right, Pizza Paul Mooney man uh, he passed away. It was a heart attack. One of the, uh, I guess you could call him the, one of the founding fathers of comedy, or what would you say he's like a yeah, god? Founding black fathers for sure. I mm-hmm. mean, there was Wrote I think Pryor, sort of this holy trinity of um, Pryor, Mooney, Dick Gregory, and Cosby. Well, holy trinity, ho- holy quadruple, or whatever. Because yeah, 
they're kind of the godfathers and the architects of what we do now. Yeah, so he's passed away and he will be missed. One of my favorite uh, things he ever did was he went on, he did uh, was the Shock All Stars when Monique was hosting. Okay. And he was talking shit about Precious. Yeah. I loved every minute of it. That was a good one. Monique came out, he was talking about my cast, man. Who that nigga think he is? <laughs> too too many good ones to even yeah to even name. So yeah, R.I.P. Paul Mooney. Uh, what's my favorite Mooney joke? There's so many of them. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? Like he's so hardcore that when you catch him really on some um, PG thirteen type shit, or when you catch him on some um he talked about race so much and not to say that I didn't enjoy it like there was this uh, white comic I was saying that you know he's a top five comedian to me and the white comic goes he's racist and it's like he's born in 1941 like he saw no colored signs like you know, you're offended by some jokes. I'm sorry if I put up a sign that says no white people allowed, you'd be more offended by that, wouldn't you? So this man sat at the back of the bus. Like, what do you mean offended? So you letting words hurt you? Like, just yeah. stop it. So anyway, what I was saying before that tangent was that it, some of my favorite jokes of his are when he deviates from race. It's rare, but he did. Um, when he was talking about TV, he was like, TV used to go off. Remember that? It had dignity. <laughs> and you know how he talks. Oh, TV, TV used to go off. You TV know, used to go off. It, it, had dignity. it had yeah. dignity. It had dignity. Now the shit's up all night like a whore. <laughs> he said, remember, remember it would go off and it'd make that noise. Boop. Yeah, they, 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 the flag would come on the TV. They'd play the national anthem. And it makes you feel old, but you go, damn. It, I it, remember that. It did go off. Now it's just they put all the worst programs. He night. was talking about was it Aretha Franklin? Or, I, I believe it was. It was Aretha. R.I.P. Yeah. Aretha. But Paul Mooney was saying, you know, Aretha's got titties for days. I changed the channel. The titties was on the next channel. <laughs> I said this motherfucker's crazy, boy. So yeah, R.I.P. Paul Mooney. Yeah, man. man. Salute, man. You uh, trailblazer. Um, you know the greatest thing, and I mean, it was well known that he was a writer for Richard Pryor. Yeah. The justice line that he gave Richard Pryor. You go down there and you see justice. Just, and that's just what you see. Just, just us. Just us. And it's like, yeah, man, genius. So That is genius. Oh man. What and I love that Pryor would always give him credit. You you wrote he wrote this, you know, and, and he's a genius. Pryor never really took the credit. I always felt like I so. wish he could have like gone a lot farther than what he, like I would have loved to see Paul Mooney on TV more. But Dave Chappelle said it the best. He was like, uh, it's kind of like when he compared them uh, Paul Mooney to um, Dead Prez. He was like, you ever listen to the lyrics of their song? We're gonna run up on them crackers up in City Hall kill and all. kill them all. And it's like, yo, that's revolutionary. But you can't out put that on TV. And yeah. I just think. That was the problem with Paul. Like, well, what know, do they say about the revolution? The revolution will not be televised. So, if you think you're seeing a revolution on your television, that's not the revolution at all. The revolution is what you're not seeing. In yeah, it's movie. like how they got BLM now with all these. It's all over commercials. It's on T-shirts. Businesses have it up outside of the building. But if you walked in alive and went, um. I'm a dime short. Can I still have coffee? They would be like, no. You going? You got Black Lives Matter outside your building, so dollar ten. So I can't have a ten cent discount. But if I get killed in front of here, y'all be all about me. Then you go on your website and post my picture and act like you gave a fuck about me. But when I was alive, you wouldn't give me a dime to get the coffee. Mm. And I only say that to say this. If you see a revolution on your TV, that's not the revolution. Yeah, it's, you, there's so much so stuff. So why would they see. ever put Paul Mooney on a TV? But too many people would complain. Like, I got mad at a black comic. I, I got a picture with Dick Gregory, you know, R.I.P. He was of that generation of Mooney and him. Anyway, long story short, I went to Caroline's checking him out and... When I came out to the bar, another black comic said to me, he said, yo, 
You know, I love how he real he is. You know, he just be calling them crackers. He goes, I'm going to start doing that. And I'm looking at him like, A, you date white girls, bro. Uh, no. B, he's of that age of like, he saw no color signs. He, Dick he, Gregory. He grew up in that time where black people call white folks crackers. I don't. Not, not, not just that, but I'm what I'm saying is real. Like, fuck what you said to them. They treated you like a nigga. Yeah. Of like, you had to enter the comedy club through a back door. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Uh, Dick Gregory, Pryor, Cosby, all of the motherfuckers that enter comedy clubs through the back door. Yeah. Dick Gregory did the Playboy Club. They didn't allow black people in there. You ever entered somewhere through the back door and had to entertain people? Yep. So, no, I said to him, like, you ain't entered nowhere through the back door. You never saw a no-colored sign. Why are you going to get on stage and call people crackers? Yeah, you have no struggle. Like, it's I not, mean, not like his struggle. Yeah. You got to sell the back of the bus. He has a struggle. It's different. You got a struggle. It's a different type of but struggle. But it ain't that back of the bus struggle. He didn't have to sit in the back of the bus or have to, when, like, when second Gregory class. Accommodation. Paul Mooney and Richard Pryor and, and all of them say what, cracker. They what, meant it. Here's some trivia for you, Phil. Maybe you answer this one for me. Wasn't Dick Gregory the first black comedian to sit on the, uh, the couch at Carson Something tonight like that. show? Yeah, I think he was the definitely. first one that he invited over. And I mean, yeah, it's just like when they said it, it was genuine. So, you know, if you're a comic listening, yeah, you know, be like him, but don't be like him. Like I feel like. The struggle is definitely still alive, but it's a different struggle. And I think it's disrespectful for our generation to act like it's the same struggle. Like, no, it's not. Have you ever seen those t-shirts that say, uh, I'm not, we're not our ancestors, you know, we'll punch you. And it's like, is that what you think? Mm. Is that what you think? Our ancestors just weren't punching people? No, I'm positive there because, you know, Black folks have changed over time, but we ain't changed that much. If you out here with dogs, like the vi- don't let the videos that you saw that they showed with people getting hit by hoses and dogs and us not fighting back. That, no, there were other videos too. Just like there's world star hip hop, and you go on there and you see all them videos. If there was a world star hip hop back then for black people, you would have seen black people snuffing the cra- the shit out of cops or fighting back. When we were fighting back, we were outnumbered and it was systematic. That's why, like I said, when I see those shirts, and mind you, these are black people making these shirts. You would think the fucking Klan would make a shirt like that, but then you see, when you see these shirts, you say to yourself, "Like, don't you know that that's insulting to your ancestors?" Why would you make some shit like that? So, yeah, I got an issue with a lot of modern black people that is. No, I do. I do too. There's some issues. It's usually the educated types that, like, at least someone who's uneducated, you can kind of dismiss it as, oh, you just don't know no better. But then you go, you know, all these fancy ass words, and you don't read that that is disrespectful to your ancestors as if they weren't fighting. Yeah, they were fighting. So, um,. Y'all gotta check yourself. So we're at the halfway point here. I just want to remind y'all you're listening to But I Don't Know Though. Or I Don't Know Though. Keep tuned in. Keep listening. Was I supposed to make that big announcement this week? Did I say that last week that I was going to. I don't know. What was the big announcement? Well, I was going to be doing a giveaway, like a Nintendo Switch or something. Did you I say that? say that. What you doing? You got some money? I don't got a ton of money, but you know, I got stuff in the house that I don't use. Got you a little stimulus? Yeah, I got a little stimmy. I got got a little stimmy. Everybody got the stimmy, for the most part, if you did. If you didn't, you didn't file your taxes. But I have a Nintendo Switch that I have not been playing. It's fully loaded. I got everything on there. I'm thinking about selling it, and I was like, you know what? Why not give it away to our loyal listeners? So what I'm going to do is, if we can get to, what's a good number? You tell me. I don't know. I want to get us to like. Let's get to. Let's set the first. Let's set it at 150. 150. Let's get to 150 subscribers. You need to be following me and Phil on social media. So that means you following me, Avery Mason official on Instagram, or the Avery Mason or both the Avery Mason on Twitter. And you need to be following Phil at I am Phil Hunt on all social media platforms, OnlyFans, Pornhub, all that. Well, you don't have to follow OnlyFans and Pornhub. If Please, you, can't it, you need well, to see these videos. How, how much is your OnlyFans <laughs> per month? <laughs> My shit is free. Bro. Okay, there you go. So 
Follow us on our social media, right? Subscribe to the show. Send us a tweet, okay? And when we get to 150, I'm going to pick one of our listeners uh, to send the Switch. It's got the screen protector. It's got a case. And I got like five games for it. I got Mario Brothers and four of the games that I can't remember. I think I... What was... Uh, I don't know what games you got. I'm, I'm trying to remember this anime. You watch anime? I don't play games. I, What's you? You watch anime? I suspended from kindergarten. Hilarious. Because <laughs> they try to send me to recess, and I tell them I don't play games. Hey, <laughs> turn up. Do you, do you watch anime? It's a it's, mm. it's a game called. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot remember the name of it. The only anime I know was in What's Love Got to Do with It? Superhero Academy. Um, <laughs> this this kid there named Midoriya. What's Suzuki Midoriya. It's a Superhero Academy. I can't remember the name of it right now, but that's one game and like five games. That's all you need to know. It's five games on there. I'll send you the Switch with the games as a thank you to subscribing. So if we can get to 150. Somebody out there, I'm not paying for everything. Postage, paid oh, insurance, man, I'll man. send it out. You're doing a lot, homie, but well, hey, I'm going to just leave you a nice comment. That's all from Avery. Don't facts. get me up talking about none of this shit. I don't know you nothing. You know, go on iTunes and leave us a review. That's what Please we want to. Please leave a review. review. And what I'll do on top of that is, you know, we, we'll pick one of our reviewers to send a nice little gift card to mm-hmm. uh, from me and Phil. But more importantly, so you do all that, we'll take care of you. But I need this cut water people to send us some crates here. I'm going to reach out. I got a letter and everything ready to go. Yeah, definitely reach out. Probably send them the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> nah. That's what I would say. What, what, so this, what you got there, is, is that the Tiki? What is that? The Tiki? What does it say? Tiki Rum Mai Tai. But that's just about a cut water. It's about the same people, so you know. I feel like you like saying cut water because you, you put it in a real, you be like cut water. You gotta say it, yeah. It, for New York, I'm gotta, just like cut gotta water. Shout out to people that. <laughs> I'm just cut Death water. Death like, Row is the water. label that pays, man. <laughs> you, know <what> <laughs> you gotta shout them out. <laughs> Uh, so, so wait, so so far so good, man. Your, so your pace is one. How else is your week going? Your pace is one. I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan, but for me to talk about it, it feel like I'm bragging because it's like people be like, oh yeah, yeah. Of course, y'all. Yeah, y'all so new though that it's like, but are you a Brooklyn Nets fan or are you a Knicks fan that just started rooting for them? Were you rooting for them? When I'll, be got here? No, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. You start rooting when you got Kevin Durant. No, 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 no. Kyrie no. Irving. I'll be honest. James Harden. I was not a Nets fan until they moved the Nets to Brooklyn, and I was like, okay. Hell Oh, yeah, I'm on board. When we had Joe Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, who's the white boy that married the black boy that married Kim Kardashian? Had Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Johnson at the same time. But no, I, but I'm just saying, I'm just naming the players. Yeah, I saying, had Joe them. Johnson, Kevin Garnett, had, um, Paul Pierce, Derek? all that in the first year. Yeah, yeah. Well, so they made a big splash. Then Jay Z abandoned the team, which <laughs> LOL when they got bad. And then now y'all are back. No, 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 no. Okay, so let's be clear. He had to. Of give up his stake in ownership because he started his own sports management agency. He did not abandon them. He'd still be playing. He's the they reason why they have the colors they do. Side as a, as an owner or as a um, investor. Yeah, well, it just kind of raised a few eyebrows and people are like, how do you? It's kind of like they got trash and Jay Z got gone. That's what happened. Well, I stayed with them through all of that, through all the uh, ups and downs when Joe Johnson retired and Paul Pierce. Y'all colors are very Brooklyn, just black and white. Huh? I'll be honest. Yeah, I think they the Brooklyn Nets have the best like floor, like NBA floor in the NBA because it looks like 3D. It actually looks like you're playing 2K. I'll be honest with you. When you watch them play on the Brooklyn Nets, it looks like you're playing 2K. It's a great, great team. But um, other than I the love basketball, it. And they're just like black and white. That's it. They're putting up buckets. You want to beat us? Come beat us. You're like, did y'all make any effort with y'all team colors at all? Who doesn't like the, the black and gray? And I mean, gray. in New Jersey, it was what red, blue, and red, white, and gray. Yeah, red, white, and blue. When the Jason Kidd and the championship. Yeah, Kerry Kittles and Keith Van Horn. All yeah, that, red, white, and blue. Back in the day, so now you like, what is this black and white? Derek shit? Coleman. Yeah, no, I do like that they incorporate some of the neighborhood. Like they got the Biggie jerseys, mm-hmm. the ones that say Bed Stuy on them. Those are dope. Yeah, and then also, um, you, have you been there? Because they have the the people who work there. They got them dressed in those same colors in that uniform too. Yeah. It's kind of I think Jay Z. Oh, the jerseys got the Coogee on the outside. 
Yeah, oh yeah, that's fire. He's got Come the on. cootie. Every cutie got the best choices in the league. Every cutie with a cootie got a cootie. So yeah, I like that they're. No, you've been living here long enough. You need to be a Knicks fan or a Nets fan. You nah, can't be a Pacers fan I can't in New York. Get with it, bro. I gotta keep my stripes. Mm-hmm. Got a kid, you know what they say? A tiger can't change his stripes. Y'all got, y'all got. You know what? When y'all had Monte Ellis, I was like, you know what? They might have, a, might True. could have a chance, but they made him change his whole mm-hmm. game. That the player you like? Cause he got kind of put out by Steph Curry. Although Steph still shouts out Monte. Yeah, no, Monte Ellis. He was taught he, me the game. He was the guy when I got here. Straight out of high school, Monte Ellis was like. If y'all don't know who Monte Ellis is, shame on you because Monte Ellis was like really Island Iverson before. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, you know, he was putting up buckets like 50, <laughs> and then a couple injuries. He got the trade, and it was like by the time he got to the Pacers, he wasn't the Monte Ellis of old. You know what I'm saying? He was just old. <laughs> <laughs> Man. But uh, um, I don't know, man. But how's your week been going, bro? Been good, been good, man. Just chilling, waiting on you to get into these advice columns. I know, man. I know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of. That's delaying. what the people want to hear. They want to hear advice. All right. They want to hear them advice columns. They want to hear us talk about Betty White and all that. All right, well, I'll let you pick. What do you want to do first? Advice? You want to do? Well, I feel like if we do advice first, because you, you tend to give, like, you go in. So, you want to do Betty White? Let's do advice first. Let's have some fun. Let's do <laughs> advice first. You don't feel like talking. But last week, the first time, Phil was very uh, pro-woman, which, you know, normally he he, you know, he gives you guys, women. We got, you know, most of the guy, people listening to us are guys, but we do have a couple female oh, listeners. Man. I'm so whatever the fuck makes sense. All right. That's like, you know, yeah, I'm on the side of right. I'm not going to make sense to you ever because if you try to peg me to, oh, he's left, he's right, or he's this, he's that, it's woman, he's guy, I I just go with what's right. All right, Phil. So let's get into it. Advice time. I wish we had a song to play here, but advice time is how can I tactfully ask my boss to stop sitting in her car outside my house for hours. <laughs> what? I wonder if it's the same lady, the teacher, remember? And he ghosted her and she became yeah, his boss. Okay, yeah, that was kind of where we ended on the last one. Alright, if there's more, read that. Yeah, due to health reasons, I have been working remotely during the pandemic. I'm grateful to have the type of job where this is possible and I appreciate the, my boss's flexibility. <laughs> but But my boss knows where I live. I have the type of job where occasionally I have to look at physical paperwork that my boss reviews before I do. She insists on dropping it off at my house. But instead of a simple handoff, she prefers to review the papers outside my house, sitting in her car for hours, directly outside my window. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. She'll be out there for hours. In, in plain view of my living room, which also currently serves as my office space, I feel like she's watching me or doesn't trust that I'm really home and really do my work. The whole thing makes me uncomfortable. It also makes my husband even more uncomfortable. I've offered to come pick up the paperwork myself at the office and meet her outside for a quick masked handoff, but she won't read between the lines. I think she believes she's being helpful by bringing it my way. In theory, that's true. In practice, not so much. How do I let her know that I would prefer she not sit outside of my house like this? How can I tactfully insist that I go pick up these documents myself? Uh, well... Bring it home. Let's start here with two things. Now, I know which segment we're doing. Yeah. But I know... Couldn't have been no... You, I'll let you say that's your thing. Couldn't have been no... Because uh, gas money is an issue. <laughs> And if you've been watching the news, gas money is an issue. Yeah. So she is definitely doing you a double, triple favor by bringing you the documents. But what I don't understand is, how long is she sitting outside your house? Now, she mentioned that she has a husband. So this is girl on girl, meaning... Yeah, girl the, boss, the, the, girl. The boss girl, is the girl, worker, yeah. and also the, the worker's the girl, and she's mentioned her husband. So she thinking, I don't know, that sounds like she want to come in. That sounds like y'all, 
she's into some type of thruple. Invite her in one night, offer her a cut water Long Island or something, and <laughs> get her cut water. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I feel like this should be used to your advantage. Like you should almost appreciate the gas water, the gas money not being spent. But then I'm also thinking like, hey, she must have no life. B, like I said, maybe just invite her in and just like, you nah, know, cut nah, the grill nah, like, I don't know. No, hold no. on, because what I'm saying here is clearly if she sit outside your house for however long, she must not have no, she must not have a life, A, and then B, well, it's like she wants, she likes you, and you just ain't catching the hit. So maybe you need to go ahead and flat out ask her, like, I'm. Maybe maybe she's kind of maybe she lives kind of far from where it could not even be sexual. It could be just purely. I think in this pandemic times, we all got lonely and we all got a little weird, right? Right. Of like maybe she just likes your neighborhood. Like, does she ever get out the car? Do you offer her coffee? And I'm saying that to say this might be a chance to move up in the company. Mm Of like, take advantage of this. Like, I, I think it's uncomfortable to have your boss sitting inside your house. Like, if there's no need for your boss, you know, there's a there's a boundary, there's a line, and you know, your home is your castle. I should feel comfortable. I should not look out my window and feel like my boss is spying on me. Now, it could just all be in her head. It could just all be in her head. And see, yeah, that's how it feels to me. But because it feels like the boss is almost doing her a favor. Like, yo, here the documents go. Whoop-de- whatever, whatever, whoop-de-wop. But, like, you know, I, I just bring them to you to save you time. But I think, but this is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. In the pandemic, we've all gotten weird. Some of us have gotten used to being alone and isolated. Uh-huh. She sounds like she's gotten used to being alone and isolated. And almost that opposite for the lady sitting in the car. Of like, yo, I'm almost not used to sitting alone. And that, like, Okay, you may be married and have a husband. Now, it doesn't say what she has. or Maybe she's just in her house with her cats all day. And she like, yo, let me go grab some coffee from here and go over there. And that's making her feel alive. Sitting, so, sitting outside your worker's apartment for three hours like a stalker. So listen, what I'm not suggesting is that she's correct. But what I'm suggesting is that, that the person who wrote this uh, thing... Be a little empathetic and understand that everyone's gotten a little weird right now. Like, maybe she needs someone to talk to her to get out of the house. You, you know what? Make Phil, a friend I, out of her and get you know your what? raise. I, 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 I could see that if the boss made an attempt to try to talk to her, but call her on the phone and say, hey, you know, it's kind of hot out here. You mind if I come inside for a cup of water or something? And then People got used to going to, you know... But yeah, what what I'm saying is, like, even myself, right? At a point, the only thing open was the gym. So after a while, you go, you know what? Not only am I finna work out, but I'm finna shower. Not only am I finna shower, but I'm finna drink my coffee here. Take your time. I'm finna watch ESPN. I ain't got ESPN at home. So fuck you. I'm sitting here for five to ten minutes, and I'm catching up on sports in the morning. Oh, that dude's weird. And and right, no, no, so, no, 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 no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Hold on, let me finish. When I do this routine, mm-hmm. I notice certain people in the gym. Is he watching me work out? I would never watch you work out, man. Like, Actually, I would. But still, hilarious. that's not the point. Hilarious. What I'm trying to say is, like, we have this habit of making everything about ourselves. But at a point in time, especially during pandemic time, mm-hmm. let's take a moment and think about those who don't have. Meaning, maybe she ain't got no family in that area. Okay. Maybe, like, you know, she's married. She has a right. husband. She got a husband. They got she a house. Has someone to talk to. So she's yes. not home alone. Yes. Maybe this woman doesn't. So what all I'm saying is that she, listen, stop. I, I got to she Hold on. Is that she opened the door to the possibility that maybe this woman has no one. And just take her in. I hear what you're saying. Let me rebut by asking you this question. So, 
the city she lives in, that's the only block she can park on and do that. You mean to tell me she can't review after she gives her the paper, she can't go pull off and park two blocks away and still have that same experience? She gotta sit outside someone's house for three hours. You know how that looks? Yo, she's still outside. Got the car on? Yeah, sit in the car. Well, the reason, I'm saying this is to say that we should. I'm be, not saying you're not wrong, bro. I'm asking you, is, and, and, and is that real. the only block that she can park on? She can't go people. drive two blocks away and sit there and park in front of somebody else or, or, or a parking lot and you get that same I'm experience? I'm saying she can't, but what I'm saying is she's also a woman. Maybe she doesn't feel safe parking anywhere else. Maybe if somebody snatches her out of car, you know. Every I mean? time you open your, your window shade, she's sitting out there. No, 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 I get it, but this is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying old girl ain't being weird, right? Mm-hmm. She's being weird. I'm acknowledging that. But this girl should definitely be transparent enough at a point to have this conversation with her. Like, you know, so what's going on here? And then it could be a point of like, oh shit, you don't have no family. And I'm saying this because, okay, because okay. as co-workers, we don't know each other's story. We we boom into the office, you know. We get up, we get into some traffic. Boom, we get to the office. Boom, we hurry up, jump out our car, run in, you know. And from there, boom, all right, we at work. Boom, and there's some co-workers that you just never take the time to get to know. Like, I don't have no family. I'm from here. I do this. I do that. Like, even myself, as we doing this podcast, right? I'm a Pacers fan. You know that. That's an entry-level conversation for the fact that I'm not from here. So, I'm saying sometimes with women, maybe she's not communicating. Because as guys, we take this for granted. He's a Pacers fan. Are you from Indiana? What the fuck? Who's a Pacers fan? So I'm saying that for a woman at a point of like, they don't have that. It's like, are you from Indiana? There's no sports team because a lot of women don't aren't into sports. Ma'am. So there's no connection or indicator of the fact that she's alone unless she pulls up a chair and kind of tells you. You know, I graduated from college. I moved out here to get this job, and and and, and I've been trapped inside my apartment right now. For Phil, no, right now, Phil is playing devil's advocate. So Ma'am, I'm like, no, I'm I'm really. I hear, no, I hear you. See, but, that's why I don't like people. Because no, listen, <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. I'm just, it's weird. Because please imagine if somebody was sitting outside your fire escape. Like, yeah, but, just get the best but, Wi-Fi but, signal but, here. But, like, but this is not what I'm saying. This this is what I'm saying of like. As a true progressive, this is what I like to call myself, I get frustrated (laughs) with people because people don't get that I am empathetic. I'm a straight shooter at times. Yes, he is very empathetic. But I'm very empathetic to see the fact that this woman is clearly lonely and that she should pull her in. I hear that. Hey, does your husband got a brother? Shit, I know we got some friends. You better tell him. Oh, homegirl be outside my crib for three hours. So I know. Couple up. You can get a number. And I think Um, she's definitely signaling. I don't think you're wrong. You're not wrong. I just feel like me personally, coming from a corporate environment, I used to work uh, for Enterprise Medical, a corporate company. I did bond with a lot of my coworkers because there weren't many black coworkers. So we Mm -hmm. all did bond, like how you said. But for me, there was a line when I when I clock out, I don't want to see you unless I want to see you. Like my boss, if I ever saw him outside of work, it was always like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I I, I gotta see you five days a week at eight o'clock in the morning. And my boss used to stutter. wasn't very nice. He used to throw files on the floor for me to pick up. If you're listening, yeah. So this is where I, said I get, it. This is where I get mad, right? But yes, I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, the point. My, my. What do you say? Uh, what, what? You don't say long story short. What's the other one you long say? Long story short. What's the other one you say? My point was. But, but my point in saying that is, offer her a glass of water, yeah. and then ask her, "Hey, I'm not comfortable with you sitting outside of my house. You got to say something. Either way, if you, you, if you believe Phil or you believe that. me, Just, you you got to talk. You got to communicate. Because mind you, I, I'm siding with you on the fact that it is a little weird. But here's here's what I'm trying to say. You're empathetic to her mental and situation. And sometimes I need to get off subject and get back on subject. Here's Yo. here's here's my issue with being progressive Phil, as a whole. Phil's tangent. Here we go. My issue with Hold being on. progressive and my fingers are air quotes. 
is that it's only progressiveness in what's seen as cool at the time. So what I mean by that is like with Chadwick Boseman, right? We went on Twitter, RIP Chadwick Boseman, whatever, you know, the legacy, great actor, all that, right? Last year, probably six months to him dying, there was this big thing on Twitter like, People would share a picture of Chadwick Boseman and be like, something Black Panther then became the Crack Panther because he was getting skinny. Now, as a comedian, you give like a quarter chuckle to it, but then you also go like, damn, that's really mean. Yeah. And then you go, like, you almost don't even fault the people that said that originally. Then you started seeing people just copying and pasting. Crack Panther, Crack Panther. And you're going... So then, you know, fast forward to six months later to him dying of cancer. Then you see people on Twitter go, oh, well, you know, R.I.P. Chadwick, y'all be nice because you never know what people are going through, right? Mm -hmm. So then you saw people come underneath them and kind of go, nah, fuck that. Here's you six months ago calling this man Crack Panther. Now we gotta applaud the growth of like learning a lesson within that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think at a, a lot of points, it's like humanly, and as a human being to human being, is that a lesson you should have had to learn to kind of look at somebody? And I mean, it's tricky for us because we're comedians, right? Yeah. We're always taught to see something point at it, make a joke. But then, like I said, even with that, I did see it and kind of went like, wow, okay. But then you go, humanly, nah, is he okay? Yeah, I think that's low-hanging fruit, first of all. Right! Um, So all I'm saying, and and, and let me go back to this real quick, because I can see the timer. No, Let let me go back to her, that I think we're not being empathetic until we're told to be empathetic. Then it's phony. So yeah. At a point, you go body positivity, right? Okay, but you fat girls are still talking about short dudes and talking about little dicks. So is it body positivity or is it when it comes to your body, no body shaming, all body positivity? I feel like. But on the other side, I feel like no- an easier example would be in the NBA playoffs when uh, Durant went down with the injury and all the Toronto fans started cheering. And then, like, immediately, they're all like, hey, 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 whoa, 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 guys hurt. Like, this. Well, even spin sports. And they all started clapping. They turned it around. They all started clapping. Like, yeah. One of them motherfuckers got hit, their own player, and they booed him. (laughs) So, again, that's tricky because sports is. But sports is a mean demographic. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm saying. A woman be the first one to be like, let's be empathetic. Let's be sympathetic. But when they're put in that situation, all of a sudden, why is this bitch outside of my house? When it's like, and listen, no, no, fair. Hold on, because you laughing. But what I'm saying is, mm. that is a fair question. Why is she? So all I'm saying at a point is like, sometimes when somebody commits suicide or when somebody is hurting, it's, it's obvious it's right in front of us. Just like with Chadwick. Yes, he's very skinny because he's dying, man. Yeah, nobody you need knew. a joke nobody that knew. bad. You, yeah, I, so, I, I, so all I, I'm I, saying I, for her is, yeah, it's weird. Go outside, offer her some coffee, and say, "Are you okay?" I'll, I'll, okay, I'll agree with you on that. I think you, I do think she should approach her. Are you okay? Uh, hey, what's going on? Why are you out here? Like, Where are you get some from? answers. Yeah. Uh, do you got somebody? And like I said, at a point, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Tell your husband, I'm sure he got three single friends that would be like, shit. Well, what's up with her, though? What's she looking like? <laughs> what my man said on Friday? <laughs> he look like, Janet, look like Jackson. Janet Jackson. That Janet. Kind of look like Freddie Jackson. So, right. Even if it's one of them, it's like, hey, you know, like. I can see that. Hook her up with somebody. Be a but friend is what the fuck I'm saying. In, the, in particular in I, these times, I think we... We do need each so other. J. Cole uh, dropped this new album, right? Wait, and, I, I and, can and see you about to go. We got less We than ain't a, going crazy. I'm just going to say this. We got less than a minute to and finish all everybody, point. oh, J. Cole born, J. Cole this, J. Cole that. J. 
Jacob Warren, he talking about drug, you know, don't use drugs. The album called KLD, I think it's called Kids on Drugs, right? That's the KLD. KLD, yeah. Fire album. He's born, he's this, he's that. Like seven rappers have died since he made that album. Every time the rapper dies, oh, R.I.P. Juice World, I can't believe this this happened, da 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 because he overdosed. Yeah. R.I.P. Mac Miller. So how can you say that and he had a whack album at the same time? So I'm saying save somebody. Be a fucking friend. He's, Phil's asking for empathy, and I do be agree. There has to be some empathy. And don't wait to be told to. That's what I don't like about people. But I don't know, though. We'll be right back. We'll be right the fuck back.